Well, hello once again. Uh, this is Dr. Robert Marks, the retired professor of surgery from the University of Miami Miller School of Medicine. Uh, this will be the second in a series of 20 podcasts that I mentioned at the first one. Uh, today's podcast uh, relates to a lot of us who treat radiated patients, uh, and it's entitled Hyperbaric Oxygen versus Pentoxyphylline or both. Now, if you're familiar with radiated tissue, it's probably the single most difficult tissue to get to heal because the radiation destroys stem cells capable of healing and your blood vessels. So without blood coming into the tissue, without cells that can use the nutrients of that, you're looking at a difficulty in healing right from the beginning. Now, hyperbaric oxygen is a time-tested standard of care for either the preparing radiated tissue for elective surgery or to treat osteoradionecrosis. Now, a lot of the osteoradionecrosis falls into my specialty of oral and maxillofacial surgery. But remember, radiation is given to the bladder for prostate cancers, to the lung for lung cancers, to a variety of different uh, uh, cancers, and has a significant effect on the skin and the underlying bone in all parts of the body. So what I'm gonna say is applicable to the entire body, although most of the research has been done on the jaws uh, because of the high incidence of osteoradionecrosis. Uh, there are two separate protocols of hyperbaric oxygen. The first one uh, is 20 sessions before an elective surgery, followed by 10 sessions afterward, and it is approved by the Undersea and Hyperbaric Medical Society. Unfortunately, some people have mislabeled this as a prevention protocol. And although it may prevent osteoradionecrosis, it's not what it is designed for. Because if you use the word prevention in the current medical system, Medicare, Medicaid, and our good old friends in the third party insurance world use that as a justification to not cover the uh, payment required for this. Well, the real problem is that uh, the protocol for hyperbaric oxygen is not a prevention protocol. It's a treatment protocol. And to help our colleagues out, uh, therefore, uh, the treatment protocol is done under the diagnosis of chronic radiation injured tissue. Hyperbaric Oxygen and Medical Society identifies this as CRIT, C-R-I-T. It stands for Chronic Radiated Injured Tissue. So if you use the word CRIT, you are treating radiated tissue to improve its general ability to withstand trauma, to withstand infections, and to withstand surgery. So uh, therefore use chronic radiation injured tissue or CRIT as a diagnosis and the ICD-10 code is 909.2. Use that terminology in a verbal sense and then use 909.2 as the ICD-10 code, and it will likely be covered. And patients will benefit because of that. Now, the second protocol is 30 sessions before and 10 sessions afterward. In other words, upfront 10 more sessions. And the reason for that, this is for the treatment of osteoradionecrosis when you as a surgeon need to do a debridement or to do a resection. And the reason for 10 additional sessions is that this is a greater radiation damaged tissue. Tissue is already broken down. So it needs a greater dose of oxygen at pressure. That's what it's designed to do. Now that code too uh, is covered. Uh, it's ICD-10 code M87.10. So if you use that, it will be covered. Uh, now more recently and mostly out of Europe arose pentoxyphylline, commercially called Trental. 
I have used Trental a great deal. It's a relatively good drug. Uh, and it's been advanced to treat osteoradionecrosis. However, the reports that actually treating osteoradionecrosis have been dismal. Long-term treatment of 18 months to two years, minimal resolution of it, and um, a, a disappointing total outcome. Some people during that treatment have actually died because of the continuation of exposed necrotic bone that gets secondarily infected, compromises the airway, or develops septicemia. So by itself, pentoxyphalin is not a great answer. Uh, now, the impetus for this is two. It comes out of Europe mainly, uh, where they have socialized medicine in most every country in Europe. The problem with government, when it controls things, it does not want to invest money that will produce a profit in the long run. They are reluctant to spend one to three million dollars uh, to buy and staff a hyperbaric chamber. It's much easier for them to recommend that you prescribe a, a pill and claim that it will do the same as hyperbaric oxygen. So I do not recommend pentoxyphylline, also called Trental, for the upfront treatment of osteoradionecrosis. And I have treated over 1,600 people with osteoradionecrosis and radiation damage. Uh, also, at times, uh, another reason why uh, the Europeans have not really embrace hyperbaric oxygen in addition to the expense is that when they have used it, they've not followed the rigid protocol and, and have copped out with five or 10 hyperbaric treatments and were disappointed results. Uh, it's like any medication. If you give people 100 milligrams of penicillin, it is not going to do any good. You're not going to treat a headache by taking um, one quarter of an Advil or 100 milligrams of aspirin. You have to have the right dose. And the hyperbaric and undersea medical societies, two protocols have been time-tested, approved by the National Cancer Institute and have a track record of success. So here's the medical difference that I want you to come away with. Hyperbaric oxygen works on wounds that have a chronic radiation oxygen de uh, dependent factor. That is an oxygen gradient phenomenon less than 20 millimeters of mercury over a short distance. So chronic radiation tissue, crit, and diabetic ulcers are the two wounds that commonly have an oxygen gradient deficit, less than 20 millimeters of mercury. And that's why the two most successful diagnoses treated in hyperbaric chambers throughout the world are radiated tissue and diabetic ulcers. And that's been limb saving in many uh, instances. Now hyperbaric oxygen works through the, by changing this oxygen gradient and amplifying it to get it over 20 millimeters of mercury. This stimulates the M2 macrophage to secrete vascular endothelial growth factor called VEGF. So what hyperbaric oxygen does in a bottom line sense, it creates new blood vessels, specifically new capillaries called capillary neoangiogenesis. The problem with pentoxyphylline is it doesn't do that. So pentoxyphylline cannot generate new blood vessels. Pentoxyphylline is a phosphodiesterase inhibitor. There's another well-known phosphodiesterase inhibitor that uh, you may very well know. It is called Viagra. Now, Viagra doesn't create new blood vessels. It just dilates the existing ones, and it's pretty potent, and it'll dilate the right ones. Uh, whether pentoxyphylline dilates the ones that Viagra does or not, we don't know, but 
Pentoxy filing will only dilate existing blood vessels. So that gives us an opportunity in a way. So uh, we can't recommend um, pentoxifilin as the upline upfront treatment for radiation tissue. Hyperbaric oxygen cannot be replaced by pentoxifilin for either crit or osteoradial necrosis, but it can be used to maintain the gain from hyperbaric oxygen. And that's where I use it for. So for other indications that you feel you need dilation of blood vessels, pentoxifilin works well. I prescribe it not infrequently. But when I use a hyperbaric protocol, uh, I will follow it for two months with pentoxifilin to stabilize and to dilate the vessels I created with hyperbaric oxygen. So the answer to the question that I began the podcast with, do you use hyperbaric oxygen, pentoxifilin, or both? For radiated tissue, you want to use both. So I use the, the protocol for CRIT 20 sessions before and 10 after the protocol for osteoanecrosis, 30 sessions before and 10 after, and follow up by pentoxifilin. The commercial name is Trentil, 400 milligrams twice a day for two months. I've had very good results with that. Uh, and that's why we've treated so many osteoanecrosis patients. And by the way, osteoanecrosis patients are not going away, no matter what the new formulations of radiation treatment are. Uh, recommend, including IMRT and especially IMRT, which is very damaging, uh, or uh, proton beam. We have seen significant osteoanecosis with both of those that were initially claimed to reduce the incidence of it. The answer is no, it hasn't. In fact, some of them have been worse. And the fundamental reason, despite the physics that might indicate that it will reduce osteoanecosis and radiation damage, the fact of the matter is that oral cancers in particular lie so close to the bone, you cannot separate the tumor kill from the normal tissue damage and tissue kill. So hopefully this uh, answers that question. Do you use hyperbaric oxygen alone? Do you use it with Trentil? Do you use Trentil alone for radiated tissue? I recommend use the hyperbaric oxygen protocol specific for either crit or osteoanecrosis uh, and follow it with two months of, of Trentil. And once again, you get the best effects that medicine can offer with the minimum of side effects. So hopefully once again, in this uh, second uh, podcast, uh, some of the data that I presented to you and some of the rationale and uh, information can be useful to you and useful, hopefully for your patients to get better results. Thank you once again for listening and I will see you next time.